Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. Love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet, and I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbos, for Yontov, for Pesach, for Shavuos, small parties. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week to our show and hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. But I'd like to hear about your experiences too. Uh, so uh, email me, Naomi, at NahumSiegel.com. You can join my fan page on Facebook also, the Aussie Gourmet. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and you can join my newsletter as well through my website. Uh, so share. There's a two-way conversation, so if you eat it, share it. Um, I've just had a great show uh, last week. I don't know if you guys caught up with it, but make sure you watch it as well as listen to it. We did a stunt for two. We combined the stunt show with Mark Zomik and Table for Two with me, yours truly, and we did it in Mark's backyard. We had a, bla- a blast. The show was actually sponsored by uh, Cedar Market out there in New Jersey, and we had a great time, so make, make sure you catch up on that. I want to give a shout-out to a restaurant in Miami, which I didn't do last week. You know, as many of you know, I was down in Florida working for VIP Ram. I gave 18 cooking classes. I had the time of my life. It was amazing. Besides the, all the amazing food and the people and the weather was fabulous. Um, so you can actually see some of the photos of the food I took. I basically documented all the food there. So you can, you know, through my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. And they also made some flippergram movies of the food <clears throat> so you can uh, find that uh, through my social media. But check it out. It's very cool. Um, while I was down there, the night before Pesach, I was invited by um, 26 sushi and tapas to come there and have dinner with my family. They reached out to me. They invited us to come down and share my experiences with everybody. I just want to give it. It was amazing. Um, the, the food, the ambiance, the service. It's like nothing I've ever eaten before. And you all know I eat out a lot, but this was really something different. So if you're in the Miami area or you plan to go there, put 26 sushi and tapas on your list of places to go. I've got a very big, breaking, exciting news. Uh, we have a lot of announcements at the beginning of today's show, um, but I'm going to be on QVC. So I'm really excited. It's actually going to be this coming Wednesday. I have not been on in about three years. I'll be selling Rogalach. Um it's going to be between 4 and 6 p.m. So I don't know the, my exact six or eight-minute time slot that I'm going to be having, but I would love people to tune in and watch. Uh, you have a qvc.com or you can uh, go on, I guess, the uh, on your TV channels and watch it at home. Um, and if you want to know the exact time, stay tuned to my Twitter or Instagram or Facebook page. And as soon as I find out the time slot that I'm going to be on, I'm going to share that with everyone. So please... Uh, tune in and support me uh, on QVC. Really appreciate it. Wow. Okay, I think I'm done with all my announcements today. That was pretty intense because it's been a while since I've just been me in the studio, me and ZK and my awesome guests. So I'm really excited to be back in the hot seat again. I've got a great lineup for today's show. I have Doug Sokloff from Kitchen Sink and Naftali Hanau. Did I say it right? With my crazy accent, um, from Grow and Behold. Um, I got this really great surprise on Monday morning. Miriam Wallach on Friday emailed me, what's my address? I thought, okay, she's got to send me something in the mail. And then lo and behold, Monday morning, I get a phone call from my kids. Mum, there's a box, well, they're running out to the school bus. Mum, there's a box downstairs. We put it in the, in the hallway. Uh, we signed for it. Just, you know, go take a look what it is. I had no idea what they were talking about. Um, and I go downstairs and there's this box called kitchen sink down there. And I'm like, oh, that was the best surprise ever. It was so nice that you sent this to me. So I'm like, okay, Doug, we got to talk. And here we are. And here we are in the studio Friday morning talking about what's in our kitchen sink box. Absolutely. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. See, I'm having a little trouble with my headphones. They keep going on and off. Should I? Take them off. Uh, no, 
I should just keep going. All right, we're all good. See what happens when I show up? Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. But all good here at the studio on the Lower East Side. Oh, I know. I lo- you know, I used to live down here. This was like really? my hood for 10 years. Yeah. You know, all the immigrants start off here, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, I came here as an immigrant and here I am. Back, back, not living here, but working here. So. You obviously don't have a Lower East Side accent. No, though. I do not. It just, you know, the Hungarian accents have not rubbed off on the Hungarian community, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years after they left. So my Australian accent, I'm very hoarse this morning. Can you tell ZK? I'm a little bit hoarser than usual. All that talking at Pesach, I've, my voice has not come back yet. So let's talk about kitchen sink. Doug, you have been in the... Food industry for how many years now? Twenty over over twenty years. Uh, Dougie's was started. Dougie's barbecue was started over twenty years ago on the Upper West Side. I remember Seventy Second Street. Absolutely, the I one remember, and only. The one and only. And I remember standing outside, long lines waiting to get into the restaurant. Or if any Australians would come, they would try to grab a table, the a reservation, the minute they could, because you know it was a a landmark to see. Way back when, when no one used the word foodie. Or a chef wasn't a chef of the status of today and before Facebook. And, you know, I always tell a f- uh, funny story. Someone came up to me uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, what's the um, the shtick with the paper on the table? And I said, what do you mean, what's the shtick? I said, <laughs> it's for kids to color while they're waiting for their food and all that kind of stuff. And the guy's like, well, why do you need that in today's day and age when there's iPads and iPhones and kids are p- playing all the time on their handheld? And right. it's just so interesting to see how... Uh, diverse and different the industry has uh, really, really become. And um, the great steps that uh, the kosher fin- food industry has has gone through. And that takes us to kitchen sink, you know, and a revolution of our time and uh, a culinary adventure uh, for both those that are uh, cooks like yourself and those that um, want to experiment a little bit more. And uh, we're very, very happy. We launched uh, about three or four weeks ago, okay. probably about three weeks before Pesach. Okay. And uh, you got to experience it yesterday. It was it was unreal. And people are like, what is, what's kitchen sink? What is, what, what is it? What are you doing? Like, you're a chef. What are you? People don't, let, so let's break it down to what Absolutely. it is. This has been going on in the non-kosher world for years. Uh, right? Actually, not years. Uh, actually, about a year and a half. It's oh, very, really? It's a very, there's very one on recent. Manhattan somewhere. There, there's there's a few. There's a few non-kosher um, companies that are doing it. Uh, all that recently started uh, no longer than about 18, 18 oh, months Oh, okay. Ago. So it's not even yeah, that correct. old. Okay, correct. so what it is is you go onto the website, you choose uh, the, a selection of dinners that you want, and in your box comes, okay, I'm going to, see it's even got a silver, can we get a, a we can see that on the camera. Um, so we have a box here of kitchen sink. It has the logo on the outside. Um, and then on the uh, inside, you open it up and it's got a silver pouch uh, uh, with um, padding on the inside to keep everything uh, cool and solid, not breaking. Every box actually is turned into a portable refrigerator. And that's oh, what nice. the insulation here is, that these boxes, and, and that's one of the items that we really push, that you don't have to be home to accept the delivery. Correct. That this box could actually sit outside for at least a day. And it's a, a portable refrigerator. That's because so cool. This technology of this insulation keeps everything at the proper temperature. So the proteins, the meats, the chickens are down at the bottom. And then your produce and different elements of all the different recipes are included within the box. Okay. So that's fantastic because, you know, one if one is traveling, Correct. one could take... You know, you're going away for it. The summer's coming up. You're going away. You don't want to, you know, you don't know what's available out there. Correct. You just order a couple of dinners to take with you. Correct. And and one point is that for us to build the confidence in the kosher consumer, much different than the non-kosher meal kit companies are, that are out there, they don't include every single item. So, for example, they don't include salt, pepper, olive oil. Every single one of our kits include every single thing, and that is for the reason, just what you said. If you're a kosher vacationer, a kosher traveler, and you want your box to arrive and meet you at your destination, all you'll need is to bring or go get aluminum pans, and you have every single thing, thing that, you need. that you will need. So what what it is, is I just want to break it down, because you Absolutely. and I have got an image in our head of Correct. what it is. 
Okay, you go online, you pick, say, I want meatballs and spaghetti. So inside your, or the, the meatballs and spaghetti dinner, it's called uh, recipe number 109, meatballs with homemade sauce, spaghetti, garlic bread, and Caesar salad. You are actually making this, okay? Don't think that it's all going to come prepared. But what it is is all the ingredients that you need is in the box. So I opened up my box, right? I had no idea what to expect, right? So I, I opened up my box and I pulled out all the ingredients, and then I had to figure out. So I, I it came with two recipes. It also came with a pretzel chicken fingers. This was un, unreal. Excellent. Even my kids who don't eat schnitzel love this. Excellent. Um, with maple dipping, charred edamame, purple cabbage, and rice noodle salad. Okay, so I, I took everything out, and I saw that I had. I'm going to hold up to the camera for those of you who are watching uh, on NachumSiegel.com this morning or want to go to see it, watch our show afterwards, you can go onto our YouTube channel on Nachum Siegel Net and you can uh, find today's show. Um, so you will find one egg, one a quarter of a cup of flour, the package of chicken, one tablespoon of Dijon mustard. They were all in little containers, all prepared. The egg, oh, do we have the egg? I'd like to show how the egg is stored. So it comes in this little plastic um, container and it's wrapped in in a protective tissue and it's there. So we're going to start unpacking everything. So here we have, oh, this is kale. This is for another recipe. Look, the egg comes in here. This is what the egg is on. So remember, turn on your, uh, click on the link that you can watch it. But the egg comes in, as I described before, into the little container. And Naomi, uh, uh, just to, to mention, we have these little bags that contain each one is called an odds and end. Right. So all the little items that Let's open it up. are contained for, we're talking about the meatballs and spaghetti right now, come mm. in this little brown bag that you open up. And for example, here's your margarine. Yep. And here is here's your, your onion, onion, your bay leaf, uh, whatever spices that you're going to need, your breadcrumbs, your garlic. So there's no need to dig around right. the box for and, all these and special items. And really clearly labeled and pre-measured. And if you don't want that meal for, let's say, you used it for Monday night as an example, you just put this in your refrigerator for Tuesday night or Wednesday night. You know, one of the other recipes that we featured was the uh, hanger steak, sour cherry sauce, and cream kale, which is incredibly oh, par- yeah. popular. And you could see, you know, again, that just comes in its little bag. The odds and end hanker steak, open it up or you put it right in your refrigerator. And, you know, what a lot of people have also been doing, let's say you have an event or a dinner meeting. And, again, th- this is not to solve how to feed your family. This is to help make your life easier. easier. That's what it's about. I've got friends who are doctors. They're both really, really busy. They give their kids nice, healthy dinners. They want something a little bit more gourmet for themselves, but don't want to make two dinners and go shopping twice. Correct. And it this takes... is something either for the mum and dad to have while the kids are having the, you know, uh, some baked chicken and potatoes or fish sticks <laughs> and, and mashed potatoes. Don't forget like noodles and cheese. Noodles and cheese. That's always a big one. Yeah. Was my... that popular over Pesach? At noodles, noodles and cheese. cheese, it's crazy. Right? People love noodles, <laughs> noodles and cheese. Noodles and cheese, I had to have it over Pesach too. Yeah. It's and, it like was, and it was good. One of those signature matzah, mara, noodles and cheese, right? Yeah. Or it, bagels. We had bagels. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, did, did you have the, uh, did your bakers make like those little Twinkies? Twinkies, the, yeah. The, don't the even ring talk dings? to me. Don't even talk right? to me. I want that recipe. Right. I uh, think I think all the kosher bakers for Pesach Have a conference. All, no, I think they do. They're all like one network. They're like the union of kosher for Pesach bakers. I do. I think that. And their stuff is It was not normal. Right? It was not normal. But we're gonna, let's talk about that a little bit later on because um, there is so You're much to say. <laughs> there is so much to say oh, about lot to say. Pesach stuff. Um, okay. So we've got, we've got um, here we are, all the meats in little packages. And that and it's nice and cold. I'm sure you've traveled from New Jersey this morning to actually, Lower this, East Side. This, actually, this, box, this box has been in, in the car overnight. I don't believe it. And you it. feel how I, everything is just temperature It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. This yeah. is cold. This and is cold. It, it could stay out for, you know, at least another uh, day if it, if, it, if it had to. You know, it was so easy to put this together. Yeah. You know, and that's what I loved about it. You know, everyone knows I love to shop. What, what do I say in my opening? I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it. But I didn't actually have to shop for it. And it was that was actually a pleasure. As much as I love going to Gourmet Glut and going up and down the aisles and schmoozing, that's a different experience. But, you know, it, yesterday I had a r- lot of running around to do errands, and I knew I didn't have to deal with going shopping. I travel a lot. 
I do cooking demos all over the place and it's, you know, I have an older daughter now. She's 20 and, and I, sometimes I leave her in charge to make supper for the, the family or stuff or, or my 18 year old daughter helps out as well. I have to send them a shopping list to go to the supermarket right. sometimes or now I don't have to. I can just order a couple of dinners and Correct. say, girls, all the stuff is here. Correct. Correct. And, and even, even more than that, whether it's the shopping, it's also the thinking of, you know, that you have three dinners for the week, healthy alternatives that even if you're running late, you don't need to go put the fish sticks in or the chicken nuggets and you have a, a very healthy alternative for your family to eat. Can I just tell you, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you this person to person, parent to parent, chef to chef, your portions are really generous. Yes. <laughs> Can yes. I, I, I was, you said it was for two and yeah. it was definitely enough for four. Um, you know, we're, we're girls, so we're, most, we're all daughters, so maybe for a son, it's women, not a lot. Women. Women, ladies, young ladies. Um, maybe it wouldn't be enough for teenage boys. I hear they eat a lot. Um, but I found the portions very generous and the ingredients, like the pretzel crusted chicken. I, I actually bought a little bit of extra chicken because I wanted to make sure that I had enough for everyone. And, um, it was, there was more ingredients than than Correct. chicken. You, you know, it was great. I love that. You were so generous. The one thing that I tell everybody, um, especially in the research when we were pu- putting this company together, is you know, we have over 20 years of great knowledge of the kosher food industry. Right. And we know what the kosher consumer is looking for, and we know how to source it accordingly to bring the best ingredients, whether it's the best meats and chickens, Veal, ground lamb. There was a uh, delicious uh, lamb recipe that oh, we yeah. did this week. Also, the chicken tacos with uh, pagiote. I, I think I think um, Stacy got that yes, one. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and you know also the different vegetables. Uh, I saw last night on uh, on Facebook um, on Elon Kornblum's site. Someone was talking about ramps. Ramps is a a vegetable that has a very short season. It's about only three or four weeks. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's a, it's a delicious vegetable. And someone posted on his site, oh, what chefs are out there that are going to be using ramps because they're really just in season now very short. And I meant to respond. I'm like, that's on our menu for next week. So we're also very on the cutting edge of the food trend and the foodie trend of knowing what's popular, what's coming into season, and integrating that into our menus. People love the whole seasonal vegetable stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we, uh, uh, the first week that we, that we opened, um, we did a umami burger. Now, okay. umami is, is a very popular Japanese spice, and it's uh, been a very big trend in the non-kosher world. Yes. And we introduced that. And the next day, ironically, that was featured on Fox 5 News, the whole umami trend. Sunchokes. Um, mm, a lot of people yes. have not in, you know, the kosher consumer has not been introduced to sunchokes. Sunchokes are, is, is a great vegetable. It's not a carb. Um, and we had that in the next day. Uh, one of the online magazines were talking about, you know, how sunchoke is the new vegetable of the season. Good, I think it was goodbye kale, hello sunchoke. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. a little different. Yeah. So there's a lot of great stuff going on. And that's also our concept. Not only just, you know, synchronizing your life, making your life easier is also in, introducing different things and different items that the kosher consumer, um, has not really been able to have access to. Or the knowledge about it, right? It's and it's it's um so affordable, yes, and so easy for yes. everybody to do. And even and even though you said that you had extra product, um, the concept also is for people to try new things without having to go and buy go to the supermarket and end up buying extra product to try something. You have enough to try and enough for your family to enjoy, and without the waste. And that's also a very very big factor in this mm-hmm. meal kit concept. And of course everything is glock kosher under Hufke supervision. Okay, yeah, that was a very that was one of my next questions. Hufke, yeah. glock kosher. Um and um, you know Hufke is uh, one of the highest standards yeah. national kosher supervision. Are the vegetables checked or one has to check one, the vegetables? One has to go and check their their vegetables, how they hold um, whatever oh, their comfort level up to, is up to the in, individual. In, in in their home. And, um, you know, that allows us to use a lot of different types of uh, vegetables and a lot of unique vegetables 
Um, we're actually working on something right now that is going through uh, the research department at the Chavke on a vegetable that has never been seen before in the, in the kosher industry. And um, uh, can't tell you yet. Um, oh, it's a but secret. Maybe, um, Can you reveal it on table for two? Maybe, maybe we will. <laughs> but you know, th- there's so many great things that are out there um, that we're looking to utilize. And and again, whether you're a a cook, a chef, you're a beginner, you're someone who's just starting to get married or right. start a family. It's a great impress it's, impress yes. your. You could do date night with Correct. this. There's a lot wanna, of different. Directions. You want to woo a man or a Correct. woman, you know, Correct. and you're not so sure how to cook, but you want to cook a meal or a romantic date. And you're overwhelmed by the shopping that needs to be done. It's like going to like online restaurant. Click what you Correct. want, and then it's sent to your house. The Correct. next day, the day you have to do this the day before. Uh, you actually orders yeah, have to or orders need to be in the following Thursday for a Monday morning free delivery. Okay, and it just say it's Tuesday, and somebody wants it for Thursday or for Shabbos. It would have to come for Monday, but there's a lot of different. Um, Unique things that we're working on right now. We're just trying to build the weekday business. Okay, I love that. And then we're going to be branding into a uh, branching out to a lot of different um, concepts and a lot of different unique approaches, uh, different events and different uh, boxes, different collaborations with great chefs of of the kosher world and of oh, the non-kosher nice. world. Oh, nice collaborations! I like yes. that. Yes, and there's uh, just a lot of great, exciting things. But uh, first, we have to get people over the learning curve on right. what a meal on what it is. is. On Correct. what it is, people just don't know. All Correct. over my Instagram, like, what is this? What is Correct. it? Oh, I love this. You know what is a great idea for all the men that are listening? Because I know we have a large male following on our show. Mother's Day Absolutely. gifts. Absolutely. This is a fantastic but Mother's, Mother's Day. Day but, gift. but Mother's Day. Where the husband, husband or the loved one is going to actually make the dinner, right? Or the kids I are going to are going to make the dinner. You know, do it a week before. Absolutely. You know, before a week before Mother's Day. I'm not sure when that is. I think Mother's Day is May 20th. I want to say. Uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So, like, get cracking we, on that. We actually get a lot of phone calls even... um, or emails from parents that want to send their children a box that are in university. I was just going to bring yeah. that was one of my other yeah. po- uh, ideas, especially specifically. In more type of remote areas where um, there are not so many kosher amenities and parents want to make sure that their kids are getting healthy, nutritious meals and not just eating from 7-Eleven or Wawa. Um, <laughs> where, where, how far can you go? So right now You're we're, we're Tri-State, Alaska. Philadelphia. Um, we're going to branch out very, very soon to Baltimore, Washington, Silver Spring, Virginia, Boston, Hopefully, Florida in the next couple of months, working on the West Coast. So our our, our expansion is going to happen uh, very very rapidly. And you know, there's there's been situations where people have called in and asked us to ship right now to elderly parents in Florida. Right, that's um, it. I get that, a lot of phone calls from people like my parents live in Brooklyn and they're elderly. Can correct. you cook for them? Correct. I we've, can't always do it, but correct. this is and, a great alternative. We, we we've done. Um, Quite a bit on continuing. We've only been doing this for three or four weeks. It's unreal. But accommodating a lot of uh, special requests and special needs. And people should have the comfort level of reaching out to us via email or our phone number. And, yeah. um, Do you want to I, give that I, out? I will, I will and, give... and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Absolutely. Tag your fi- pictures. Also, all social media channels. And, um, you know, the best email address uh, to use is Evo. E V O O. Exactly. And, and, and. I like that. That's and, funny. And, and you know what Evo stands for? Extra virgin olive oil. Correct. So, um, there's actually a whole story to Evo way before Evo stood for extra virgin olive oil, which was a, a family story of mine, but that's for another time. <laughs> You'll um, have to come back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the phone number is 888-504-9222. Again, that's 888-504-9222. And the best email address is evo, E-V-O-O, at kitchensync.com, K-I-T-C-H-N-S-Y-N-C-H.com, no E in kitchen. Yeah, I, I made that mistake um, when I first <laughs> tried to find you on Instagram. So make sure you have the right spelling. This is so much fun having all this stuff here. I, I was thinking we should maybe cook something up. I know Naftali's got some food for us to eat. <laughs> Next time. Next time we'll definitely... Uh, Maybe we'll cook something out by your commissary. Absolutely. Do you have a full kitchen out there? Uh, we have a test kitchen, and our test kitchen is where we do all our photo shoots. How fun. And every single recipe, um, we have an incredible, incredible 
Um, we're very blessed to have an incredible culinary director um, who has come to us with um, an enormous amount of knowledge of the food industry, one of the premier hospitality professionals in the country. Wow. Um, and she is just awesome in, in everything that she does. And every recipe is tested multiple times to make sure it fits our taste profile and that it's something that could be done in one's kitchen. And and our test kitchen is built like an apartment kitchen, actually. Um, there's no bells and whistles, you know, because we want to be cooking like in, in our kitchen in, 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 or a in, Manhattan apartment in, in or a college exactly, dorm. Exactly. Got it. In the most basic of basic of kitchens to make sure our recipes are working, are expeditious to be able to put together and also, also unique. And then we do photo shoots, every single image, every single step by step of the back direction, the front of the cart. Those are all our own shots. Uh, nothing is, uh, images or, um, internet shots. Everything is, is of our, um, collaterals, and we spend a great deal of time in research um, going through this in order to give the experience to our guests. From, from the first thought of I, this, first thought that came into your head, the first light bulb for this idea till, say, today, how many? How long uh, was that? Over 14 months. 14 months. I was, I was uh, here probably about nine months ago um, um, with a conversation both with uh, Nahum and Miriam just brainstorming on different ways. It was about nine months ago, and then I started a few months ago, and there were a lot of obstacles and hurdles uh, to get over in order to get this box uh, put together. And we're, we're, we're incredibly proud. You should be. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And I really urge, like, treat yourself. It's not expensive. Correct. People would think, oh, my God, I don't want to talk price point on the air. Like, people would do there unless you want to. Um, it's that good. We don't need to. It okay. speaks for itself. Right, ZK? <laughs> we need to cook enough. Okay, you paying attention here? <laughs> okay, I'm just he's making, making sure. He's making sure we sound phenomenal. He's got to turn up my. ZK is the best. Love him. <laughs> Love him. Um, so, you know, whether, whether, you know, you want to do this for yourself, your mom, your kids, your husband, I think this is a phenomenal thing to have. Just do it. You know, women out there who are working, do this for yourself. This is a treat. And I, everyone knows I love to cook. I love cooking. I love shopping. It was an absolute pleasure to go home. And that's, and that's what the concept is. It's about making your life easier to give you more time to deal with other things that you have going on in your busy life. Um, and as I tell everybody, you know, we did it once with Dougie's Barbecue, and we're going to do it again with Kitchen Sink. I love it. Can I just juice? Are you still involved with the sauces? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I love the wing sauce. Yeah, Sorry. I use the Pesach version all yeah. the time. <laughs> did, you take, did you take Pesach sauce with you down to Florida? No. Nah. Oh, come on, Naomi. Nah, Jeremy, Jeremy and, and, and Simon took care of all the buying. <laughs> I don't have to worry. I just came and I did, we did our classes. I heard you were phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. I told you I knew people down there. <laughs> I had the time of my life. Did you see Donald Trump? Uh, a lot of people did. Um, my, my, one of my little daughters got really excited when she heard he was there, but, um, she, his name is everywhere. She goes, where's Donald Trump? So every time she'd see a picture of him, she'd like, that's Donald. Um, but people did see him. I really, uh, was on the. I was probably giving a cooking demo when he appeared, but it's a beautiful place, the Doral. Gorgeous, gorgeous, really nice. I, place. I just told you I've been there for many uh, Pesachs. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, and you had a good Pesach. Awesome. It was. Uh, I, I think, like I told you after we spoke, called it the perfect Pesach. Thank God, it really worked out great. And Doug has um, a Pesach program in um, Waldorf the Wal- in Orlando that I work uh, for a gentleman by the name of Alan Berger, and uh, we had. Almost 1,200 of our nearest and dearest. <laughs> I love it. And our good friends at Main Event Caterers who uh, did a phenomenal Yay, job. Yay, Bodnes. Yep, absolutely. And Eddie, the, other, the third partner. Okay, Eddie I don't Rizzo. know. I only know Joey and Ruthie. Joey, Marty, Eddie, or as Joey says, it's Joey, Eddie, Marty. Always put Eddie in, in the middle. middle. <laughs> yeah, and um, a big shout out to Ruthie and to Joey. And uh, they're big followers and big fans of yeah. uh, Kitchen Sink. Yeah, Ruthie. Ruthie's a big you know, Oh, you know, Ruthie is like the Jewish Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. like the, um, you know, behind the scenes <laughs> Jewish Martha Stewart. She was great. We've been tagging each other on your posts about Kitchen Sink. Absolutely. So, it's, so. All, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. And as we say always, order up and let's go. Okay, I like that. I like that. Thank you so thank much you so for much joining for us. Me. ZK, always a pleasure. Will you come back again? Ah, yeah. Just tell me when. I'll be here with my box. Okay. Are we going parv? People want to know parv and vegetarian. Not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. soon. Yeah. And there's there's multiple reasons uh, for that. 
And uh, right now we're very focused on just getting one line up and running, one line up and running. And as I said, stay tuned for great announcements coming in the very near future. Okay, find them on Facebook, Instagram, right? Social media channel, Twitter, 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 or just search us on Google. Google, right? People have heard of Google, right? A little bit. A little bit, right? It's all good. (laughs) All right. Order up. Let's go. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, that was Doug Sokoloff uh, of Dougie's fame and now Kitchen Sink. Wow. He's left us <clears throat> a nice big box of Kitchen Sink products. That means I don't have to um, make dinner again tonight. Yay, because Dougie's the best. Okay, Doug, thank you very much. I'm going to just slide this back. I'm going to ask Naftali to scooch over a seat. Um Oh, what a great show. This is, we've been all about the meat the last couple of weeks because between the stunt for two, um, and this show this week, two back to back shows all about meat. That's perfect for you. I love it. Welcome, Raftali. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Naomi. We've been talking about this for a while. Like, we whenever have we meet been, up, we're like, we've got to get on the show. And then emailed me. I'm like, perfect. Well, this week, we're going to have you on. And, um, I'm a big fan. Bye. Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of your product. Um, we haven't had too much one-on-one time to schmooze. I, I, I've read all about you through the Joy of Kosher magazine. You're friends with my friends Shifra and Shlomi Klein. Yeah, we had them for a, for a great meal on Pesach, actually. Oh, really? Yep, oh. They, are, they are neighbors as well. I would love to have been there. It was fun. <laughs> that would, must have been a great meal. Um, yeah, so um, let's talk. Um, Naftali is from Grow and Behold. What is Grow and Behold? So, I'm going to ask you, what is Grow and Behold? So Grow and Behold Foods, we produce kosher pasture-raised meat. What does pasteurized meat mean? Because a lot of our listeners do not know. So it's anything but pasteurized. It's not pasteurized. Pasteurized means cooked. Our meat is pastured, raised outdoors on grass. Like pasture. Pasture, like cows eating grass. Exactly. So all of our animals are raised outdoors. They spend the majority of their lives on pasture, eating grass, eating natural diets, um, they don't get any antibiotics. They as, don't get any hormones. As opposed to other meats that are, give us the example of. So um, most meat in America and most of the developed world is raised in conventional uh, f- feedlots or large-scale feeding operations where animals are generally confined in smaller spaces and fed custom mixes of generally mostly grains because that allows them to gain weight quickly and efficiently from a straight you know, money perspective. You feed animals lots of grain, um, give them antibiotics and in some cases hormones to speed their growth, and you can grow meat faster and then make more money. Um, it also allows for meat to be produced cheaply. Um, in America, meat has never really been cheaper than it is now. If you go back 50 or so years, it actually used to be that chicken was more expensive than beef. Um, but there have been so many ad- advances in the science of growing chickens quickly between the breeding and the feeding that now chicken is extremely cheap. Very, yeah. So our animals are raised really the old-fashioned way, if you will. Um, well, it's both old and new because there is a lot of research as well into what are the best ways to grow animals outdoors on pasture, you know, just with the science that's available today. But we started our business five years ago, and we started with chicken, chicken that's raised outdoors as opposed to conventional chicken. And even the so-called organic free-range chicken is still raised by the tens of thousands in barns. According to the USDA, free-range can mean there's a door on the coop. It could be to a little concrete yard the size of our studio that we're in today. So and, interesting. And that's still free-range even if the chickens don't go outside, even if there isn't grass out there. So our chickens are actually raised outdoors on grass, and every day the farmers are moving them to fresh grass so that they can have great greens to eat, they can you know pick and scratch and so do all the things. they're eating their own natural yeah. food and they chain. And do, they do also get feed because chickens are not going to grow only on grass. Chickens aren't built and bred that way. I mean, chickens are birds that also need to get grains in their diet, so we use custom blends of GMO-free grains that are grown in the area. Explain what GMOs the are. GMOs I'm breaking are, it G- down for all our yep, listeners. GMOs are genetically modified organisms. Um, you know, there's a lot of science out there about it. A lot of people don't like them. We are not crazy about them, though they may have, a, you know, some places. The way, you know, most of the grain grown in this country has has been modified to allow farmers to spray a lot of Roundup, which is a chemical, a weed killer on Is that them. why we have belly aches all the time? I am not a doctor. <laughs> I'm a shochet. I'm a meat man. You know, it's You're not... You're actually a shochet? I actually am a poultry shochet. I'm a manaker. I do... What's a manaker? Manaker is the guy who takes all the veins out of the cattle. So like that the treibering? 
tray bring. Yep. Oh, my mother knows how to do that too. Yep. So, yep. A lot of mothers used to. But yeah, because my all... my family, my uncle, a great uncle in Australia, had a farm. Yep. So I actually, I actually have the animal business from both sides. My um, on my mother's side, they were in the hide business, the leather business. On my uh, and they were also in leather on my father's side. And my father's mother's father was a shochet and school teacher in Fulda, Germany. I actually have his knives. And oh, that is cool. So I actually learned shechita. Now it's probably six or six or so years ago. I learned how to, you know, to be a shochet. And when I told my grandmother, the Polish grandmother, that I was learning shechita, she was mortified. She said, <laughs> "Oh, you know, a boy who couldn't be a Talmud Chacham, a scholar, would be a shochet." She was mortified. That's all, <laughs> you know. Do you know where you come from? This is oh. Not in our family. Oh. And then, you know, when I told her later that I was an entrepreneur now, then she was fine. She was oh, thrilled. Oh, God's a Duncan. Yeah, once, one, once I became an entrepreneur and a businessman, she was very proud. Oh, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Okay. But if, if funny about that. So my, that's my grandmother from Krakow. Krakow, excuse me. Um, but she, when, we, when I learned Shechita, my Rebbe said to me after I got my Kabbalah, great. Now, you, now you're a shochet, but that's nothing. You need, to, you need to shech three birds every week for a year so you can attain mumcha, expert status. Oh, it's like be, levels of shochet. Again, every, everything in shechita is really about traditions and whose traditions and which rebbe's traditions and who you follow. I was actually very lucky to learn with a very, very rigorous rebbe and a very much an apprenticeship model. I didn't like take the class at YU that a lot of smicha students did. I attached myself to a rebbe. I worked in the plants with him. He took me to the poultry markets. You know, I spent... He trained me very hard because at the time I was planning to have a farm. And, you know, my wife and I, I um, love that. we were going we to move to Rochester, New York, where I grew up, try and, you know, buy a farm. And, you know, we figured, did oh, we'll have gr- some chickens. Can I ask, did you grow up Orthodox? Yeah. Okay, so you're Orthodox your whole life. Yeah. I, so, I mean, my, my mom's in commercial property and my dad's a doctor. How Jewish is that? I had a landscaping business in high school. That was my high school job. And then I went to horticulture school because I thought I was going to go into the, you know, what we call the green industry. Okay, um, which means? Have a plant nursery or a landscaping business. That's what I thought I wanted to do. It's so cool. Um, and then, that is funny because that's not what most Jewish mothers I say love that you're... when you say that you want to be no, in the horticulture field. I love field. out that's of great. the box. I love um, out of the box. And then I did this great program called the Adama Fellowship, which is at the Isabella Friedman Jewish Retreat Center in Connecticut. Oh, it's a Jewish. I just learned about that. It's a great place. Um, I brought some of their sauerkraut here with me today. Um, they've got a farm. They make pickles and sauerkraut. That? We can eat that. Yeah, is it absolutely. The, the sauerkraut is not flavored. No, <laughs> um, but it goes great with the flavored pastrami. Oh um, wow! But so how do we even get uh, here? I'm sorry. Can I just? Pause for one second. I want to do a station break. This oh, is for table sure. no for problem. this is so much great conversation. This is table for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We are also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. I'm sitting here in the studio with Naftali Hanau. We are having a ball talking about meat. We just had a uh, Doug Sokola from uh, Kitchen Sink. We unpacked a box of great ingredients and now we're continuing our conversation uh, with Naftali. We have to get in a what's for dinner segment as well. So I'm really excited because we're going to talk about some of the the meat, um, not that meat, your meat, wherever it is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, on the other I mean, side. My meat's not packaged. I actually brought you stuff out of my fridge. I brought oh, you, so, he bought me but, real food. So let me, let me finish Ooh. the story. Though. Yeah, so, I, absolutely. So Let's go back we, to our we, story. We were going to, we, we thought we were going to be ve- organic vegetable farmers. That was the whole, like the day after our wedding. I grow we, tomatoes. Nothing <laughs> tastes better than when you grow it yourself. Yeah. But the day after our wedding, we actually went and looked at a farm on the Erie Canal, you know, 20 minutes from the, the you know, the suburb where I grew up. Um, the farmer wanted way more money than it was worth, and it didn't work out. Thank God. Um, but the idea was I learned Shlita so that when we had a farm, I wasn't going to fly a shochet in from New York to shech the 100 chickens. I'll shech the chickens on the farm, right? So how do I do that? Learn Shlita. Simple, right? No. Um, you know, for those of you who are not who, who are listening, not watching, I don't look like most shochtim in the industry. You know, no. I, have, I trim my beard. I don't have very long payas. I am, in fact, not a chassid. I am not ultra-Orthodox. I am an Orthodox guy who goes to an OU shul in Brooklyn. Um, so I had to work very hard to get into this world. But at the end, I learned Shlita. And as we realized that, you know, I'll ask you anyway, how many Jewish farmers do you know who send their kids to day school and buy kosher food and walk to shul? Yeah, I'm completely fascinated by this guy. Completely fascinated. So we realized that that wasn't necessarily going to happen. Um, and as we were, and the day after, not the day, it was probably about a week after I got my Kabbalah, my license to shecht poultry, 
I got a big a package in the mail of big knives of 18 inch knives. Where do you knives. get that certification from? New York City? No, 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 no. From from a rabbi. I got it from okay. one of one of the rabbis at one of the major kosher organizations. Okay. He examined me on Friday afternoon. I shafted three chickens on the street in Crown Heights before Shabbos. Oh, you know, <laughs> had my knives checked before and after by you know this rabbi. Who what is it called? A chalif? A chalif, yeah. Yeah. A chalif. So I had my chalif checked by, you know, the rabbi, and it was good. The chickens, the shlitas were good. My Why did he check the knives? I'm sorry. I'm just asking questions that my listeners no, are asking. That's a great question. So, well, you know, having him check the knife before the shlita is, is a matter of respect. When you have a rabbi who's an authority in this, I'm not going to be so bold as to check my own knife and say it's kosher. Let him check my chalafim to see that What's my knives are What's he looking really, for? He's making sure there's no nicks. And, the, and that they're sharp, so that the shechita is going to be kosher. And then afterwards, you want to check your knife because if you shechted, you know, if you if you made an incorrect cut or if you went too far and you and you nicked a bone in the chicken's neck, which you shouldn't do when you make a good shechita. But if you do that, it could nick the blade, and it could mean that your shechita was not kosher. So you check before and you check after. Okay, what well, that means the chicken's not kosher. That would be so. The then you drop but it my off chickens and a non-kosher butcher shop. Yep, or you would, you know, if you have non, you know, non-Jewish friends, you know, or neighbors, you know, my, um, you know. So when I learned shlita, I was actually in these live poultry markets. Because in the Hispanic community, you don't go to the supermarket and buy chicken. You go to the Vivero, you say, I want that chicken. That chicken goes to the back, and five minutes later, it comes out in a plastic bag. And it goes in alive, and it comes out in a plastic bag. So I would find these, because the, my Rebbe said to me, you need to go, you know, he showed me the mechanics and said, okay, I don't want to see you until you've shechted 400 chickens. So I had to go find these viveros that would let me stand in the back all day and just practice. When people ordered chicken, I would check them. So that was technically maybe getting kosher chicken? Yeah, I mean, I was not, because, because I was just a trainee, they were not kosher chickens, and these people were not interested in kosher chicken. They were, you know, yeah, just they need were a chicken. just needed chicken. But that's how I learned. But anyway, so well, as we were realizing that farming wasn't going to pan out, this wasn't, you know, a, a job that was going to give us the kind of Jewish observant lifestyle and community we wanted – we also saw a big hole in the kosher market for good meat, meat that's properly raised without the antibiotics and hormones on pasture. You know, I had been working on farms, learning how to farm because that's what we thought we wanted to do. And I was surrounded by all these animals that looked so happy. They looked so delicious. They looked so healthy. They're outdoors. They're on pasture. They're being raised naturally. Happy chickens. It's a word of garage. Calls them happy chickens. She she loves our chickens she loves because it. they're so happy. And your eggs. Well, the eggs we don't sell. We have chickens in the backyard. I know, but she always talks about pasteurized eggs. Yep. So pastured. Not pastured. Pastured. You don't pastured. want your eggs pastured. Yes, I meant pastured eggs. So um, so we were you know I grew up eating a lot of meat. I was around the corner from the kosher butcher. I love meat, you know, I'm the, the typical Jewish boy. Um, and then I started too. working on farms. I did this Adama program. I started to learn about a lot of the problems inherent in large-scale conventional animal agriculture. There's a lot of pollution. There's a lot of animal welfare issues. There's just a lot of issues along the way. I wanted a good alternative, and nobody was doing it. So we said, you know what? I, I know how to take a cow and make a kosher steak. Because as soon as I got my Kabbalah for my license for chickens, my Rebbe sent me a package of big knives in the mail. And said, all right, next, keep going. Now, I never actually got certified for large animals. Okay, um, so you, but, can't, you can't do a cow. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I know the mechanics. I know how to sharpen knives, but I don't have Kabbalah for it. I don't do okay. it. Um, but I worked in butcher shops and slaughterhouses all over the country. I learned how to do the deveining and all of that stuff. And we, as, as the farming thing was, as we were realizing that farming wasn't going to pan out, we said, hey, I know how to take a cow and make a kosher steak. Nobody's doing this right. And that's how Grow and Behold was born. So we started by selling chickens, and the first so that that first summer where I had to check those three chickens a week. So I finally I found a guy who was raising pasture chickens the way we now raise our chickens, and we would work at a deal where he he brought his chickens for shlita every Thursday, or he did his his processing. He did it on farm every Thursday, but he would leave three chickens for me, and he would leave them in the little you know in the little chicken you know transport coop you know in this one spot and i would go and i would leave him the money and i would pick up the chickens drive them back to the farm where i was working and my wife and i would check them and i would check them and she would help me clean them and you know we would have chicken every shabbos plucking every the whole the whole nine yards um i'm so like a little speechless i serve but it's i served amazing. my grandmother you know sarah sarah rosen you know, um and i served her this pasture chicken and she goes oh it tastes like spring chicken i haven't had it since i was a child in poland and you do that accent really well. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I know myself. I, I heard that accent a lot. It wasn't always, it wasn't always directed so nicely at me sometimes. <laughs> ah, naughty um, boy. But so, 
we actually named the line of chicken after her. It's called Sarah's Spring Chicken. Um, oh, that's and, so nice. you know, this chicken tastes like chicken used to taste. Um, it's got a ton of flavor. It's actually harder to dry out. It's more expensive. All of our meats are somewhat more expensive because you really get what you pay for in everything in this world, but particularly with food. Um, but it's got the flavor. It doesn't dry out. And it's really incredible. And then so the first year we started selling chicken. We added beef a year later. The following year, lamb. Turkey got added somewhere in there. So who's doing your other lines? You're, you're outsourcing it to no, someone? No, so we, we, we have we – we're not vertically integrated. Like we don't own the farms. Right. But we have farmers who are growing meat specifically for us to yeah. our standards. Yeah. Uh, really, it's really all over kind of the eastern seaboard. Everything is – um, a day's drive from the New York area. Some places, you know, now locally in grown. Yeah, I mean, it really is, and everything. You know, all, all the animals are raised within generally a hundred miles of the slaughterhouses that we work with, and sometimes a little bit more. But everything is short distances to minimize the time that the animals are in transit, um, minimizing the carbon footprint. So we have farmers who grow to our standards. I visit them unannounced to just to make sure everything is, you know, up and up and everything's the way it should be. And we work with a couple of slaughterhouses, places that I actually trained in and studied in. Um, so I know all of our shochdim. And we work with those places to slaughter our meat. We actually run our own butcher shop now. We actually have our own operation where we're doing all of the red meat processing. Um, we cut it, we package it, we get it up to the New York area, and then we ship the stuff nationwide. I mean, you can get our product in all 50 states. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody on our show is dying to buy this meat now because – my mouth is warning from the thought of really high-end meat. It's the best. Okay, so um, I believe you have a coupon code we for, do. Our, so, for our table so for two you, folks. You can find Woo-hoo! our stuff at growandbehold.com. It's growandbehold.com, all spelled out. Or you can call us. It's 888-790-5781. Um, and the coupon code is TABLE42. It's the number four and the letters TWO, table for T-W-O. T-A-B-L-E, number four, T-W-O, and that's $15 off a $100 order. Yep, so it's for new customers. And free delivery. Um, so, so it's free, de- free delivery in the New York area. Depends. There, there's minimums, I think, in the five towns. It's a $150 order. In Manhattan, it's a $10 delivery. We deliver in Teaneck. We deliver all over the New York area. We also go to Philadelphia every two weeks, and we drop off at a bunch of different either shuls or schools. We ship with FedEx nationwide. Um, we can get our product down to Miami. We can get it to Los Angeles. We ship to Hawaii and Alaska for people who are either... I've got either, friends in Hawaii and Alaska that would can, love this. We can get them the best kosher meat they've ever had. Very you know, nice. um, so, and we also have buying clubs for, you know, some buying club, very, very popular in, yep. in the out of town. Exactly. And it's not, a, it's not like the buying club of 20 years ago where at some time in the middle of the night, a truck's going to show up to the shul and you and Mrs. Schwartz have to fight over a case of chicken and saw it apart because <laughs> it's frozen. That's not how it works. Um, we do our buying clubs to allow people to save on shipping by ordering together, but you go to the website, you make your order and you pay for it. Everything gets delivered to the shul or the person, whoever's the And everyone picks it up from there. And, but everything's, everybody's order is individually packed. You just have to go pick up your order. You're not fighting with Mrs. Schwartz over, you know, that case of chicken and she gets the bigger ones or you get the smaller ones. It's everybody's order is individually set. The buying clubs are not for people in the New York area. Don't like, you know, don't be confused. And, you know, if you live in Woodmere, email us and say, oh, I want to start setting up a buying club. If you live in Woodmere, we're just going to deliver it to your door on Wednesdays. You know, every, you can just order online on our website. And depending on where you live, you're going to choose the delivery or shipping method that's appropriate. I want duck breasts. We have duck we breasts. We were talking about it before with Miriam. We've I got, want our, duck breasts. Our duck is incredible, actually. Yeah? Send me is, some our duck. duck is not. You got it. Our duck is not greasy. <gasps> but I like a fatty duck. It's, I didn't say it's not fatty. It's just not greasy. I said it's not greasy. And the difference is, it doesn't have that kind of rancid, greasy taste that, unfortunately, so many people have come to associate with kosher duck. Oh, so interesting. Um, our, the fat is really clean. It's a beautiful golden color. It's got an amazing, clean, fresh taste. Mm. Um, and we've got all the different duck parts. You can buy a whole duck, but you can also buy just the legs or just the breasts, even wings, yeah. necks. You know, I actually you like the whole duck because I use every part of the yeah, duck. Yeah, yeah. Bones for soup, bottoms for egg rolls, tops mm. for seared duck breast. There's, the fat goes into matzo balls or on top of roasted potatoes. I mean, that duck fat is like gold. Mm, gold, gold, gold. Um, but so actually, but one of the things I really wanted, I was really excited about is our veal. Yeah, now tell me, that's new, right? That is brand new. So we just launched this line of veal on Sunday. Um, like... Wow. That's yeah, exactly. Like, like, really. like five days ago, like this past Sunday. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. So we just launched it. Um, and we've been working, I mean, we've been looking for veal for 
five years since we started this business. What do you mean looking? Because you were looking just for the right company, so, just for the right well, so farm. Uh, our animals are raised outdoors. They have to be able to express their natural behaviors. They have to be able to, you know, live a natural life. No medications, no antibiotics, none of those growth-enhancing hormones. And unfortunately, veal in this country is not generally produced to our standards. Veal is generally is produced... That, is that why people don't like to eat veal? There are some people who don't like to eat veal. Um, you know, veal is generally raised in confinement, often in individual crates. They're kind of force-fed a special feed blend. They're given a lot of medications to keep them healthy. They're in dark barns. It's not a nice life for a veal. Now, granted, the alternative for these young boy cows is, you know, and I hate to put it so bluntly, but the alternative is, you know, for them to be basically killed after birth, you know, because veal is a byproduct of the dairy industry. If you drink milk, you're part of the veal industry because to, for cows to make milk, they have to be bred. They have to get pregnant and have an offspring. Oh, otherwise, they're not going to make otherwise milk. Otherwise, we won't have cheese. Yep, there's no cheese. There's no milk. So, oh, ha- you know, statistic- so statistically all- speaking, half of those... Offspring are boys, oh, and boys so- are not so useful in the dairy industry. You need a few for breeding, but you don't need I all of them. Never. So that's about that's this. really what veal is. Veal is where the dairy cows go. But we are, you know, we are a company with our with a set of values that our customers demand and that we demand for ourselves. We are not going to do conventional veal, which you know we is not something we can stand behind. It's not something our customers want. So, but raising veal outdoors on pasture the way we do is not. It's not simple. It's not you know so so called economic. Um, it takes resources. You've got to leave the cow with the mother. The young calf is with the mother drinking the milk. So you can't sell the milk in the dairy. That's expensive. So, but our veal, you know, they're born. They're with their mother. They're on the pasture. They're naturally, you know, they're just living the life. They're, you know, they're nursing from the mother and they're learning how to eat the pasture. Um, and then around four to six months, they, they naturally wean themselves. They just uh, stop drinking milk because they're big enough and they're getting enough nutrition from the grass. And then around six or seven months, they actually do get separated from the rest of the herd because the females that we're going to keep for breeding stock, because they, you know, they got the right genetics or, you know, whatever we're selecting for, those get moved to one place as far away from the bulls as possible because they don't get bred. They're still too young. They get okay. bred the following year. The boys that are not going to be used for breeding, they go to a different place because they are going to become some, somewhat bullish, and you don't want them necessarily around the rest of the herd either. Okay. They go to a different farm where they hang out on beautiful pastures. They get offered a little bit of grain, and they have a great time until they are 9, 10, 11, 12 months old, and then they graduate. They come to our slaughterhouse where they are shechted to the highest standard of both kashrut in terms of how we do our shechita process. Our shechtim are excellent, um, but also the highest standards of animal handling. I mean, I've personally worked with and trained the guys who work in our slaughterhouse. To, they, there's no cattle prods. They use these shaker paddles with um, different colored paddles with, like, they're, like they're, they're not seeds. They're like little plastic pellets in them. So they shake, and that's how you direct the cattle down in the right direction. I, I watched a, a couple of movies about, because you should know what you're doing. You should know what you're eating. So I watched Food, Inc., um, all about um, cows and grains and corn and ha- how it's all bred. And then I also watched Temple Grandin. Yeah, that's a great one. I thought that was great. It's with um, Academy Award winner. And she also won um, an, uh, an Emmy for that award, for that show. Um, what was her name? Um, completely Claire drawing a bank. Claire, was it Claire Danes? Was it Cl- I always mix her up with someone else. It was somebody very blonde. Yes. I think it was Claire Danes. It was, She's it was in, a wonderful movie. It was amazing. It shows how... She did not want the animals to have disrespect in their life and how she came up with a humane system in the non-Jewish, non-kosher market. And, and she's done a lot. it was she's automatic done, she's to done be a humane. Lot, well, she's done a lot of work in kosher because, look, shrita itself is very elegant and can be done very, very well. But shrita, just like non-kosher slaughter, can also be done Poorly, if the the plant is not set up right or the workers aren't trained well. You know, shochtim are usually very well trained. They really should be. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that all the slaughterhouse workers are. And so Temple Grandin's done a lot of work on just general slaughterhouse design. So how do, how do you move the pens um, and make sure that there aren't gaps in the floors that cows don't want to cross? Make sure there aren't hard angles. A, a steer is not going to make a right turn willingly. 
They can't right. see where they're going. But if you have a, a wide angle, they will walk in circles all day because it's they can see where they're going. She came so up with this. She's come up with all the stuff. So we use her recommendations in terms of general design and handling. Have you ever met her? Um, I have not. I have emailed with her. I've okay. corresponded. Oh, that's but I've so never cool. met her in person. Oh, wow. Let, but, me, let me just take a little break here. Yeah. We have to pause for our What's for Dinner segment. We oh, have, great. We could do this for like two, three hours. I find this. So fascinating. What is for dinner? What is for dinner? So every week I do a segment called What's for Dinner. It's sponsored by Gourmet Glatt. Uh, thank you to them for uh, their continued support. Uh, we got a live show. Oh, my gosh. ZK, we have a live show there next week. I'm really excited about that, so make sure you tune in. Uh, you can hear more about it through our promos and our social media blasts. Um, so What's for Dinner is uh, this week, you know, um, this is what my to-go-to. When I don't have everything from kitchen sink and I have to run to gourmet glut and I need something to make very fast. This is really one of the quickest and easiest meat recipes that I've done. I take two pounds of chopped meat. You can use a ground turkey, a mixture of um, white and dark uh, turkey that's ground up together. You can buy them uh, packaged up or um, two pounds of uh, beef. Um, I saute that. I just brown it basically in a saute pan with no oil, nothing. Just I'm using the own natural fat of the meat to um, to cook it down. Um, it takes about seven minutes. Uh, then I add it. I drain off any fat. I then add two jars of Geffen Marinara Classic Sauce. I use that one in particular. It's my favorite pasta sauce. And I basically have a meat sauce and um, the the uh, marinara together. But then I'm not done. I need to have something to go with it, right? So instead of spaghetti, because my kids don't love pasta so much, um, spaghetti so much. They love pasta, they like spaghetti. So I take um, – actually, do you know the guys from the New York Pasta Authority? I don't. I They're don't. actually out there in Crown Heights. So oh. they have the Pasta Authority, the Katzmans. Um, they have a, an amazing parve tomato tortellini. I buy two packages of that from Gomegla, and I boil that down in seven minutes. And then I add the boiled tortellini into the marinara sauce and the meat. So it becomes this one-pot wonder, and it is absolutely delicious. And I'm sure you can also use, instead of um, your local supermarkets, you can also get some amazing meats from uh, Grow and Behold. Have it in your freezer if you're out of town and you don't, you know, can't run to Gourmet Glad or if you are, if you we do want to. ship it to you tomorrow. You can ship it to you tomorrow. Um, so it's, it's a really quick and easy dinner and I just serve that with a side salad, tomato, lettuce and cucumbers. That's my to go to salad. So this is a re- one of those dinners that you just can put together very quickly. So thank you, Gourmet Glad, for our What's for Dinner segment. Okay, Naftali, we've got a couple of minutes left of our show. Um, so funny about that, on that dinner segment. So one of the things we actually sell, so we've got to, we make six different kinds of beef sausage, um, kielbasa, bratwurst, sweet Italian, I love, mild cheese, We make them at a plant. I mean, we don't make them in my kitchen. Okay. We, we develop the recipe. We develop the recipes in my kitchen. But cool. <laughs> um, I want to come to one of those meetings. <laughs> but um, we also sell three of our sausages in a raw mix. So it's that it's it's not a cooked sausage link. It's a just like a pound of ground meat that's already spiced. So it makes a great base for your pasta sauces or meatloaf. Oh, that's It's, you know, nice. our sweet Italian sausage. You can mix one pound of the Italian sausage with a pound of ground beef or a pound of ground veal, and it's going to add a lot of flavor to your meatloaf. It's actually a lot of fun. Oh, I like um, that. It's a nice little quick, easy dinner. And a nice glass of red wine to go yes, with that. always yeah, red ch- wine. Ch- <laughs> always a, gla- with a, a nice glass heavy, of wine. With uh, a nice, rich red wine to go with a heavy meat sauce. Okay, this has been fantastic. I have learned so much. Oh, good. Right, ZK? I was pretty speechless through that interview, and it's hard to quieten me down. Wow. You, you know so much. You know so much about meat that I think people don't know. I didn't know. I grew up, I grew up cooking it. Like, I would get off the bus a stop early and go into the butcher shop and order things on my mother's account and go home and cook them. Like, I've really been a meathead my whole life. I love that. Um, but, then I started to learn about meat production when I was working on farms, and then I worked in the slaughterhouses. So I've really, you know, I've, I've really, I've worked in this business. There's really no position also in my company that, you know, no job in that our business that done. I haven't done. And I think that's actually a very, you know, that's just an entrepreneurial thing. But it's very important if you're paying people to do things that you've done them and that you know how they work. It helps your people trust you that you know what they're asking of them. And you also make sure that you, it means I know how to make sure these are, guys are doing things to a high standard. Yeah, it's so. it's. Fantastic. I'm like, wow. It is, it is such a great idea that we are, that I had you in on this 
time and during our meat show, you know, from last week to this week, because I'm all about meat all the time. Um, as much as, and I do love cheese. I've actually got a cheese show coming up, but we're going to be doing a lot of cheese products and cheese demos, uh, in our Gomek Lacho. And the week after, we're going to have a cheese tasting with a new company that I, I'm involved with. So, you know, I love, I love everything about food, but, you know, I'm a big, you know, I call myself hashtag carnivore one. Whenever I make meat something and I put, post on Instagram, I always hashtag it carnivore. Meat has an important place in the kosher diet, you know, and some Alabasar. It's not a party without meat. Oh, that's great. That can be your hashtag. It's one of them. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. We had a really informative uh, session today uh, right here on the Lower East Side. Um, We had uh, Doug Sokoloff uh, from uh, Kitchen Sink. Uh, we have all the stuff on the on the table here and in the box uh, from uh, to all to make stuff. Or his box is filled with uh, your ingredients for recipes for, for your family for dinner. All you have to do is take it apart and cook it up. Everything's there. It's so easy. Uh, you can see me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, talking about all how my fun experiences with the kitchen sink products were. I also have Natalie Hanau right here with me in the studio, and we spoke about his. Uh, his journey with meat and, and his shechita and how awesome these guys are and keeping us all healthy. I think this is, you know, a healthy approach to a healthy way of life mentally, physically, spiritually. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, thank you for having me. Watch out QVC. Watch me on QVC this coming Wednesday uh, between 4 and 6. Um, and next week we will be a couple of days later. Actually, on the Friday, we'll be live from Cedarhurst uh, in Gomeglat, so make sure you watch us then uh, or come down to the show. We've got a great lineup. Uh, wishing everyone Shabbat Shalom. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lichbenching. This is Table for Two in the Amy Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abelson Hyman. We taste better. Shabbat Shalom.